Hi, hey, hello everybody, FPL teacher here, bringing you yet another failed Nathan Jones experiment. This time, losing 1-0 against Nottingham Forest, who continue to have a stable backline, impressing with more squad players. We look at what Southampton experimented with, crucially for FPL purposes, how to exploit it, and also what Nottingham Forest are now doing to stabilise the ship, perhaps considering them for future value-for-money prospects moving forward. Southampton. This time, without the 4-4-2 that Nathan Jones usually plays, he went for three at the back, with three centre-backs pushing two wing-backs extremely high, thankfully not using Ainsley Maitland nows. Carl Walker-Peters played on the right side, while Romain Perrault rightfully played on the left. But the trick here was that instead of having three or two midfielders, Jones went with one. Lavia, the young defensive midfielder, had to transition the ball all on his own from defence into attack, while James Ward-Prowse and El Yunusi played as dual eights in front of him. This meant that Southampton 4-1s played with three defenders instead of five, having two strikers up front in the form of Mara and Adams. So there were two particular movements that were successful for the Saints. The free eights initially had a lot of joy out wide where Elinosi would pull left, JWP would pull right and they would basically have one side cross for the other. Now of course JWP's crossing is eternally dangerous as well as his free kicks. So not having a lot of chances from set pieces in the beginning, eventually they built themselves into the game particularly when Forrest took the lead. However, it has to be said, there was a particular movement in tandem between Adams and Mara that almost made them suffer as a result. Now, it goes like this. The passing sequence would be that Mara would drop deep and Adams would move forward, pinning one of the centre-backs. And at the same time, one of the attacking midfielders on the other side would venture past the back line. So, the sequence is Mara drops, Adams pins and then El Yunusi would bomb beyond the back line for somebody for somebody to cross to him. Now the unfortunate thing here was that KWP and Perot's crossing were extremely underwhelming. They were forced to the byline and they put all these looping outswingers towards the back post that never really got taken advantage of. So at this stage, everything is created from wide. In terms of substitutions, Jones tried to exaggerate his advantage, bringing off Lavia and shifting James Ward-Prowse into defensive midfield. This unfortunately did not help things. Despite having Aribo, Mara and Stuart Armstrong all alongside Shea Adams up front, it just shows that without a consistent hub playing in defensive midfield, Southampton cannot get their attackers going. Now, for FPL purposes, it has to be said that when Forrest's front three attacked Southampton's back three, they conceded an alarming amount of space out wide, particularly in the half spaces. This is because the wide fullbacks, the wingbacks, Perot and KWP would actually drift infield to double up as midfielders in order to help Lavia defend his space. So the question comes down to whether you perceive wide attackers taking advantage of this to exploit it and whether Nathan Jones will retain this formation moving forward.
Nottingham Forest should really be renamed as Narrow Forwards because the 4-3-3 that they used here had Morgan Gibbs-White once again supplying Taiwo Awaniyi and Brennan Johnson. This time round though, instead of having their number 9s pull down the flanks, all three of them operated as a close unit of three, instead relying on the central midfielders to pull out wide. Preventing Southampton from getting out of their first progression of play was relatively straightforward with three forwards cutting out passes to their one defensive midfielder, while at the same time, their fullbacks could directly mark Southampton's wingbacks one-to-one. So it was about how Forrest used the ball when they had it. To this, the class injected from midfield came from Remo Freuler, who had these direct through balls aimed at Awanee, if not Brandon Johnson, on the right side. From then on, as long as they counted 3v3, they would almost be certainly in an advantageous position as the likes of Brandon Johnson had an early chance missed, while later on their goal was certainly no coincidence, winning the ball off Lianco and scoring. So the nice thing about Nottingham Forest here, at least from a defensive perspective, is that they just shut up shop really and challenged Southampton to beat them. So having four defenders with three midfielders sitting in front of you makes a relatively safe haven, at least in terms of blocking shots and intercepting passes between the lines. They were more than happy to have Southampton's midfielders all just sit in front of their bank of four and three. And no matter how many bodies Southampton had in the box, they were just simply able to cope, especially with the presence of Willy Bolly in the box itself. The only concern really remains dead balls and set pieces where they did not concede too many free kicks after having the lead but corners were something that JWP did create a couple of half chances from. So at this stage Forrest do not exhibit any weaknesses from set plays but that's how they plan to win games and this almost certainly favours Henderson in goal for FPL purposes. The crucial win from yet another away side just fits into the overall arching narrative that summarizes the league basically. As long as you have a system that works and is relatively stable, you're going to win matches. Southampton will continue to chop and change in order to find their best 11 or their best form of attack even. But for Forest, they are a relatively settled side now with industry taking priority over flair. This is FPL Teacher speaking, who will review Leeds 2, West Ham 2, up next.